Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 106, and today I'm going to talk about the pastor as an arsonist. Yes, you heard that right, pastor as arsonist. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. It's a great morning. I thank you for the coffee that I'm sipping on. I thank you that I got to worship with my church family yesterday, and I thank you for what you're doing in my family's life. And for all the pastors that are listening in, and anybody else who's not a pastor but may be just interested in and has enjoyed the podcast or just keeps coming back, I thank you for them. And I pray that today they would be encouraged and challenged to think through Jesus uh, and his ministry and how we can replicate that by the grace of God and through the power of the Holy Spirit uh, in a way that honors the chief shepherd. We want to we shepherd like Jesus shepherds and lead like Jesus leads. And so help us to do that. And I trust, I trust God that you're just going to help. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. First, I want to tell you about pastor camp. And I want to invite you to an event that we're starting this year. So in the spring, we always do the Shepherd's Crook Intensive. You heard me talking about that if you've been listening for a while now. And we wanted to start an event in the fall. And so we're starting a pastor camp the 16th and 17th of October. It's a free event and it's in Illinois at the Garden of the Gods in Saline County, Illinois. And so Google that, check it out. There's a really cool bluff. There's several cool bluffs there and just, it's going to be beautiful. It should be starting off a little bit of foliage in the, in the tree, tree lines. And so it's going to be a really great place to do this, but then we're just going to be camping out and talking about pastoral ministry. And I might even be talking about the pastor as arsonist as well. And, uh, and so I would love for you to come bring your pastor team. It's again, it's a free event. If you've had a conference or something like that that's been canceled this fall, we'll just come to this and and we would love for you to come. If if you're just a if you're a pastor and you have some guys in your church that are interested in coming, we'll bring those those guys as well. We'll be talking primarily about pastoral ministry, but but the more the merrier. So go ahead and bring them as well. If you want to come, just reach out to me and I can get you some more information. But again, that's Pastor Camp October the 16th and the 17th at Garden of the Gods in Saline County, Illinois. Okay. The pastor as arsonist. What in the world am I talking about? Well, first, let's set up the idea that this comes from, the opposite idea that this comes from, and that is that the pastor is to be a firefighter. If you've been in pastoral ministry for any length of time at all, then you've heard a pastor running around. He looks like a chicken with his head cut off, and he's saying he's just putting out fires. It's as if his job is to run around to all the upset people in the church and make sure they're okay. It's just really, you could call this as the pastor as politician as well. The pastor going around just kind of pandering to whoever and making that person feel heard and understood, running on to the next person who's upset and making them feel heard and understood. And there's elements of good pastoral work there. And of course, if there's somebody upset at the church, you want to go hear them, pray with them, and try to work with them to understand what's going on. That's, that's true. But the pastor as a firefighter, is a common thing, and I, in fact, have heard that personally from a pastor that I that I knew. And it, typically, it would go: you know, he's running into the church and running out of the church, and somebody asks, "Hey, pastor, how are you doing?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, you know, just putting out fires, just putting out fires." And this idea is that there are people in the church just always upset, and all the all the pastor does is just run around and just put out fires. Okay, you guys get the point. You've heard that, and maybe have even said that before. Well, that that sounded like a good thing. That sounded like. You know, this is, I guess, a part of typical pastoral work. And then 
Fast forward several years, and I, I was able to put a finger on the issue, the real problem with that whole idea. And if you've not been able to put a finger on that, or if you've not been able to identify the problem with that yet, then hopefully, hopefully this episode will help the light bulb come on and help you just understand, oh, wait a minute, that's not, that's not right, okay? In 2018, Pastor Douglas Wilson and the crew at Canon Press and the Moscow crew put out a video for No Quarter November. I think it came out November the 1st, 2018. I'll put a, sh- a link to the show notes. And in that, Pastor Doug is sitting on a sitting on a sofa, and the sofa is lit on fire, and he begins to do this couple-minute dialogue as the sofa's burning. It's, it's a really cool video, actually. And he talks about how the pastor is not supposed to be a firefighter. The pastor is supposed to be an arsonist going around starting fires. And that really got me thinking about what we're talking about here today. What in the world is pastoral ministry in that way? And one of the things that got me wrestling with is the text in the New Testament, specifically the work of Christ. And Jesus, for instance, knows how to cry when he needs to cry. Think John 11 as he's helping and walking through the pain and the grief with Mary and Martha about their brother Lazarus dying. And then he's able to start some fights. Jesus picks fights, and he does it often. He's an arsonist. He sets fires. He doesn't just run around putting out fires, running around making people happy, making sure people are heard, making sure people are cared for. Again, I don't want to belittle that because I'm saying only. He doesn't only. And if that's what you're doing, only, then you're not walking in a fully orbed biblical ministry. And what you've embraced is a reduced understanding of all that Jesus is and does. Okay, let's look at John chapter 8 because I want to look at this passage. This passage has been so intriguing for so long for me. And I just reread it as I was going through the Bible reading challenge this year. I want you to go with me if you can in your Bible or just follow along with me and consider John chapter 8 starting in verse 31. And this these first few words in verse 31 are so crucial. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him. So the context is a group of Jews who had believed in him. Now if you don't if you're not familiar with the Gospel of John and how the Gospel of John portrays belief throughout the whole book, woven in the whole book is true and false belief, real faith and false faith. You see this starting at the end of chapter 2, where some people who had believed in Jesus, Jesus did not entrust himself to them, and so there's true and false faith. John 8 is another example of that. But by all measurable standards within evangelical circles, we would look at this group of people and say, great, Okay, Jesus, you got some people who had believed in you. This is the whole point. This is the goal. Now all we do is fan into flame all that God is already doing in them. We don't press in. We don't get controversial. We don't do anything that's going to make these people run away. After all, they believe in Jesus. Isn't this the whole point? Well, think about the end of the dialogue with Jesus and these Jews. At the end, at the end of this, the same group of Jews in the end of the conversation are saying, are we not right in saying that you're a Samaritan and have a demon? <laughs> and then Jesus says to them, Yet I do not seek my glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews then said to him, Now we know you have a demon. Jesus goes on to say, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Jesus literally picked a fight. So now let's go back to the beginning. We know the end, what happens. They're picking up stones to kill Jesus. So what did Jesus do at the beginning? Here's what he says, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are offspring of Abraham. We have never been enslaved to anyone. Somehow they missed Egypt, by the way, (laughs) thinking about that. How is it that you say you will become free? 
And then Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. And the slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son has set you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. So in case you weren't following along there, Jesus says to this group of Jews, you can be set free by the truth if you abide in my word. So it was a group of people who believed in Jesus, they quote unquote believed, but they were not willing to abide by the words of God and believe in Jesus as he is. And so Jesus picks this fight with them and says that they're enslaved and the only way they can be set free is through the son, Jesus Christ. And then he tells them that they are sons of the devil. <laughs> Again, this is to a group of people who supposedly believed in him. Jesus is an arsonist. He doesn't go and put out fires. He starts them. He creates a, a dust up, a stir up. And now I want to connect this. I want to connect the dots to pastoral ministry today. And I want to see how we can be arsonist, both in the world and in the church, and why that's necessary. Why it's absolutely necessary that we start picking some strategic fights. First, with the world. The world doesn't claim to believe in Jesus, but they are raging against the truth. And if we embrace what I've been talking about over the last few weeks in my interviews and in my standalone episodes, if we embraced a missional posture that smooths the rough edges off the words of God, as if there are rough edges, and somehow embraces this posture that's embarrassed about what God has to say, then we are not going to be willing to go into the culture and just say, here's what God has to say, deal with it. We'll be terrified. We'll, we'll think that there's some third way, and we're not going to be willing to set fires. We're just going to be putting out fires in the world. Just like my friend, my new friend Josh in the UK, who's doing this great work. I've got an interview coming out with him this Thursday, he's doing great work in the UK calling homosexuality sin, and what the other quote-unquote pastors are doing, they're apologizing for him. They're talking to the gay community in Great Britain, and they're saying, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry, that not all pastors feel this way. And so if you're not willing to be an arsonist, if you're not willing to stand with the word of God in the world and just start some fires, you're just going to start being, you're just going to start pandering to the world. And you're just going to start apologizing for pastors that are standing for the truth. So become an arsonist. Don't just become a firefighter. Secondly, in the church. There are people in the church who are just like these Jewish people who have believed in Jesus, but they've not believed. And we have to be willing to confront those people with the truth of the scriptures. We don't want to put out the fires of false converts. We want to start some. And we want to cause them to squirm and to turn a little bit and to feel uncomfortable we want to cause them to either bow their knee or run. But away with this lukewarm nonsense. If there's people in your church that claim to be believers but don't care about God's word, then start a fire. Start a fire. It's going to get hot, and they're either going to run or they're going to bow the knee. And friends, we need more pastors, more pastors who reject completely that Jesus only went around comforting people and caring for people, and he was just simply a firefighter. We need some arsonists. So who's going to step up with me and start some fires, both in the world and in the church, for the glory of God and for the good of his people? Not for the harm of his people, for the good of his people. Friends, we need some arsonists. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. 
You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.